You know what? I do love a good discussion, especially when it, it has opposing views. But some people can't handle that. I'm I'm one that can. So if you have a certain viewpoint and you disagree with me, we can still be friends at the end of the day. But that's because you're open-minded. You said that before. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, that's how I open everything. Are you open-minded? Nope. And you can click my ad and go away because I don't need to talk to you. That's... <laughs> That's how you need to, to do every ad, basically, is, is be, it's kind of like nice polarizing. This is Superfast Business with James Schramko. James Schramko. Helping you build your business super fast. James Schramko here. Welcome back to Superfast Business. This is episode 706. We'll be talking about a few things, in particular writing, script writing, and maybe running some ads. And for that, I brought along Patrick Kenny from GetYouBooked.com. Hello, Patrick. Well, good evening. How are you, James? I'm good. Or good morning. Well, yes, it is in both cases. (laughs) (laughs) Morning for me, evening for you. We caught up at Kevin Rogers' Copy Chief Live number three. I've got the T-shirt to prove it. This was a great event. What do you think of the event? I thought it was fantastic. You know, I've been to several events, as I know you have. And it's funny, I'm wearing my, you know, Nobody Writes Alone shirt as well. And, you know, I was talking with some of the other attendees afterwards, and it was kind of serendipitous how the whole tone, it was not orchestrated this way, but the tone of everything was being authentic, be yourself, be simple, if I were to sum up the whole event. And I just think, you know, business in general, the stuff that we do just needs a lot of simplicity, a lot of authenticity. You know, the launches and the crazy, you know, perfect webinars and stuff just don't work like they used to. I mean, I don't want to stroke any egos, but I want to be authentic in saying it was the best event I've ever been to. And I've been to quite a few. I thought it was a terrific event. I was especially intrigued about this event because I've been working with Kevin for quite some time, like half a decade. And the event was modeled from Superfast Business Live, which is the event I run in Sydney each year. Mm -hmm. And to see how it took on its own personality. So some of the structure was familiar to me. Some of the concepts, I'm definitely involved in the lead up to it and post-event analysis. But Kevin is authentic. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing. I remember he asked me once, you know, what do I do about the fact that I'm funny? (laughs) You know, the comedy stuff, do I have to put that in a box? Do I treat it separately? Do I mention it even to my copyright? I said, Kevin, just be Kevin. Mm -hmm. Be Kevin. Kevin is funny. Kevin likes music. We had Kevin's whole family up there performing for us. It was extremely good. And I enjoyed catching up with some fantastic friends that I see in the United States when I visit, like John Carlton in particular and Dean Jackson, and just continuing the conversation that we've been having for many years. It was a really great event. Kevin's great. I would recommend anyone interested in copy would definitely go because it's most definitely the foremost event in that industry. I really enjoyed being at an event with copywriters. It was a different crowd than what you'll see at, <laughs> at other events. There was a few people quite well-dressed because I think they were kind of in job interview mode. Yeah. They're generally creative and often a little reserved in terms of their demeanor. So, there's a lot of intelligent conversations happening quietly all around. And, uh, of course, the characters that come out, I've bumped into so many people there, such as you, Patrick, who say, hey, I, I'm in super fast business. It's great to meet you. Like, I do try and travel, and it's quite a long way to go for me, Mm -hmm. but it was worth it. And to see the contact (laughs) and to have those connections face-to-face, you can't do that over Skype. In fact, we had trouble even connecting on Skype today, so that's another story. (laughs) We did. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's so important. I mean, I it's funny. I was just writing down some notes from what you were saying before, and it's you know, and Kevin likes leather pants. That's what comes to mind, and it's he loves leather pants, so he gets to wear them, <laughs> and somehow pass that off as performance. But I say, heck, just wear leather pants. I don't know if they go with his little the time. cap thing that he wears, but why not? Who's to say he even wears pants on his <laughs> live shows, etc.? I guess that's for us to – he's probably in leather when you think about it. Well, thankfully, he's only from like the torso up when we see him on video. So yeah. now I won't be able to unthink about that. So <laughs> it's funny you mentioned being at the event and just meeting people. And, and you were actually – you were instrumental in me deciding to go. I was kind of on the fence with like, well, you know, I'm more of a tech guy than I'm a copywriter. I really enjoy the copywriting. But when I saw that you were going to speak, and to let me back this up real quick, the best event I've ever been to, see, I have not yet been to super fast business. So you have an opportunity to dethrone Kevin on the conference side of that. But it's a, it is a long way. So I could take a two hour flight south and meet you and all this stuff or, you know, 20 hours. So I hedge my bets on that. But it was it was a great event and it was nice meeting you in person for the first time ever. And it was funny. I was sitting there in the lounge and you came down and I didn't want to jump and be like, hey, dude, I remember me. I've been on your, you know, super fast business for two years. And, and you were like, I said, hey, James, you're like, I'm going to get a little brekkie. I'm like, OK, man, I'll see you when you <laughs> when you're out of your jet <laughs> Well, you know, I, I hope I wasn't rude, but I oh, definitely no. you got to plan your travel when you take that sort of distance. So I'd actually gone from Sydney to the Philippines and then from the Philippines, after a week, I left there and went from Manila to San Francisco. Oh, wow. And that's 14 hours. And then from San Francisco, I had a little bit of a wait. And then I went, did the red eye special overnight to Florida. I arrived first thing in the morning and I went straight out to Dean Jackson's house. And then I tried to stay mm -hmm. awake until about six. And then I slept for about 14 hours. And then uh, woke up, felt pretty good the next day and went to the conference. And I was in really good time zone for the whole week. And then I managed my trip back. But I have to manage the sleep and the food to get things working so that I can maximize the event. So I'm glad we did get to catch up. And we thought it'd be a terrific idea to podcast because you told me there were some things along your journey that were useful and might be instructive for other super fast business members or people in our community. Because the way you've used the resource there, asking me some questions, some of the answers I gave you might also be helpful for other people. And I can see you've really found your groove and I love it. I even like the privacy policy on your sites. It's a lot <laughs> like Rick Astley. I'll never give you up, never let you down. Very good. That made me smile, which, well, you know, it's hard to do from a privacy policy. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, Dan Kennedy's proud of that. I got that from him talking about taking the mundane and trying to have do things in fun. So with that, it's like, well, if somebody needs to read my privacy policy, I want them to smile like you did. And I'll tell you, James, if you actually click on the link, there's the link to the privacy policy, but the other Easter egg will take you to a Rickroll video on YouTube. So that's for your, <laughs> for your enjoyment as well. But the super fast business bit, I mean, it's we were talking about this, you know, before, and I just wanted to thank you at the conference for all that you've done in this. And it's taken me a while, admittedly. So I come from a computer science background, and so I'm naturally analytical. I want to look at things, and I'm going to go in and fix things, but I have to look at how that's going to affect systems, you know, four, five, six, 10, 12 circuits or systems down the road. And admittedly, I got into, you know, and Kevin talks about this as well, paralysis by analysis. But by just staying in it and just engaging you 
in the conversation, I would just, I mean, I remember putting these huge paragraphs and this is where I am and this is what I'm going to do. And I'd get a, a one sentence response and it's, that's all I needed. They're like, okay, I'm going to go do that. And then I would do that. And then I was like, okay, I didn't like that. What should I do now? And then you say, okay, here are two things to do. Go to that. Okay. What was the result of that? Kind of like that. I didn't like this. Great. Do more of the thing you like. <laughs> so it was very binary. But for anybody that's listening to this, that's kind of going into super fast business and maybe looking at, and I think you mentioned to me, it's like the Netflix of what you should be doing in business, marketing and life. Or maybe I said that, maybe you said Netflix on one of your podcasts, but that's how I look at I it. I definitely don't say it. So I'll, I'll let someone else take credit for that. Okay. I, right, I so definitely would say it's like a supermarket. There you go. Because that's the easy way that for me to think of it. And that comes up because, you know, I'm so involved with membership owners and I mean, we built Copy Chief, for example, right. and a membership gets to a point where you have quite a lot of content. You have to make a decision whether you're selling courses or a membership or both, mm -hmm. as John Murillo calls that, being half pregnant. <laughs> and I'm in the situation where I've got a lot of content. I've created 72 trainings in a row mm -hmm. over the last 72 months. Not to mention, I've put in the event recordings from all of my events, and there's a couple of hundred thousand posts from members. So there's a lot of stuff. But then when I go down to the local supermarket, which I do on a weekly basis, there's a lot of stuff in a supermarket, mm -hmm. far more than I'm going to take home in the trunk. Said that for your benefit of my vehicle. Because <laughs> uh, we'd say boot here. Boot. That may not yeah. <laughs> mean, mean much. I'm only going to take a few shopping bags, right? I get in, I get what I need, and I get out. And that's what people should do mm -hmm. with super fast business. But the thing is, you know, there's nothing worse than going to the store and you want something and they don't have it. Right. So I've got most things now. I've collected most things people need. Everything from how to sell your membership on autopilot through to how to recruit your next team member and so on and so forth. How to make little daily social videos that can make 30 grand a month, which is what's been happening to me. Like all these classic trainings mm -hmm. have been stacking up. So yes, I would have said it's like a supermarket. Get your shopping cart. Tell me what you need. Or even if you don't know what you need, you might say, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I'll say, well, what do you like? Italian, Mexican, uh, soup? You tell me something. I'll say, right, we need this, 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 and this. Now check out. And I know it's counterintuitive to have short responses to long form answers, but gosh, it's so common. I get big, long paragraphs or <laughs> short stories as the first post. Very common because people are just unloading. They are sitting there in an utter state of chaos and overwhelm. So what I do is provide clarity and they are tense and wound up. So I make them calm. You know, they're struggling for time and money and scrapping for authority in their market. So I'll fix those things as well. But it's usually just a logical process of diagnostic fixing, probably much like the mechanics do in the workshop uh, where they, someone brings a car and that's not right. They don't always know the problem. So I have to diagnostically test, mm -hmm. do this, do that, do this, do that. And eventually you can find the faulty part and replace it. Oh, it's very methodical. And that's exactly how you are. That's I exactly when I look back at the two years of conversations, you've been very methodical. And, you know, to circle back to what would I say to anyone in super fast business or looking at joining how to get the most out of it. And, you know, you're going to look at the buffet or you're going to go into the grocery store and go, oh, wow, look at all these options. But to engage you and you give, okay, what do you want to do? Great. Try this. So it's kind of like you go into a restaurant, you, know, you ask the maitre d' what's great on the menu, you're going to take their recommendation. And that's what you are. You know, I took some time writing down why I'm in the position that I'm in now where I'm having success where I wasn't two years ago. And you distill things down into very, you know, binary, get customers, take care of customers, create content. 
But for me, I had to go, okay, well, why do I want that? Like, how do I associate the content and how I'm going to go in? Why am I looking at this content? Why am I applying this? And it came down to, you know, three things, kind of like you gave us in the conference, you know, the get customers, take care of customers, create content. What I needed, not wanted, but what I needed was someone or some people to keep pace with. So peers that I keep accountable with that are kind of at my level. I need someone to look up to which that would be you and Kevin, because you're further down the road than I am. Like you're where I want to be. So it would make sense for me to look up to where you all are. And then I need something or someone to chase. Who's where I am? Who's keeping pace faster than I can? That motivates me to run after that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Does that make sense? It does. And you know, as you say that, I reflect on, isn't it interesting that someone who surfs every day is someone that could be looked up to versus if you went back five or 10 years? <laughs> Most people are seeking out a workaholic as their role model. Mm -hmm. The workaholic's got the role model space, but I think that uh, is changing. It is. There is a shift. Um, I saw the forward Ezra wrote for Molly's new book, Molly Pittman's new book, and he was talking about less hustle and less grind, Not that not being the goal. It's great to see that from, you know, one of my most enduring <laughs> students. <laughs> and I think people are recognizing there's more to it than just working every second of your life. And it's much easier to work a lot when you feel like you have no choice, mm -hmm. right? Which is a lot of us. And I would put myself in that bucket. If you go back to 2005 or six, I really felt like I didn't have much of a choice, but to grind it out day job plus doing my online business at night until I realized I didn't need to do it because I got a better business model. I got better at the things I was doing. I really did the 80-20 on the 80-20, mm -hmm. that 64-4, and really started to get deep in leverage. I've got the leverage. Now, what I do when people come to me is I try and find out where they're at and I move them as quickly as possible to what they want. And I have found a strong association between what people want to them being able to get it if they really, really want it. That applies to kids and animals mm -hmm. as well. I agree. If they want something, they're going to get it. They don't want it. You have a, a really tough time <laughs> helping them get it. You know, they could, it could, everything could be lined up and they won't do it because they just don't want it. Or they say they do, but they don't really want it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the, I think they have, uh, they say they want to make $10 million a year. They say they want a fast car and a big house, but <laughs> don't really deep down. They're not prepared to roll up the sleeves and do what it takes to get it. Now, just for the uh, sake of the benefit of you, Patrick, it probably is worth explaining what you actually do, who you're helping, what you're doing these days, because that would be a nice thing to share with people because they're probably sure. very curious by this stage, 15 minutes in. <laughs> do you want me to? <laughs> well, I could talk all day about the stuff you've helped me with. I don't do the whole, you know, start with uh, when you're on the park bench. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say I could talk all day about the stuff you've helped me with, but I could listen to that all day long. But it's good to know, like, what you're actually doing and uh, the snapshot of yeah. Patrick Kenny moving through space time continuum. Like, where are you at <laughs> at this point? So, my official title is YouTube ad specialist and direct response video script writer. And I say that because it feels really surreal after going through, you know, years of trying to figure out what I'm meant for, what I feel, you know, what, I wake up in the morning, I'm excited about what I do. And I'm really happy to say that I'm a YouTube ad specialist and direct response video script writer. 
And what I do for businesses is I come in and I show them the power of the YouTube ads platform related to what their offer is. And you'd be proud to hear that a lot of times they have weak offers. So I will go into about an eight-week engagement with a business right now, and I charge a set fee for that, thanks to yours and Kevin's guidance. And I'll go in and I'll evaluate their offers, help them actually create their customer journey before we even write a single word of their video script. And sometimes this can take five or six weeks. And when we go to create the video, it's already a powerful offer that we're testing $100 at a time. That's a little tactical. I can tell you a bit about that. But I go and create this journey for them. We do some tests to their existing list because I don't work with new businesses. So everyone has a list. And we get their customer feedback, which is another simple thing that businesses don't do. And then we take that feedback and then we test offers. And the one that hits or the ones we think are hitting I'll write a video script for them on YouTube and then we'll test that and then we'll just iterate and iterate until we have this juggernaut of a YouTube ads campaign for them. That sounds amazing. And that is an, in a nutshell that's what I do. You know, actually of all the presentations at Copy Chief Live, there were Stella, we had like heavy hitters, Todd Herman, mm-hmm. Laura Belgray. They were amazing. Laura's so funny as well and she <laughs> writes great emails. Todd's story is great as well. The one I found the most interesting for me was Johnny Vance. Mm-hmm. Did you see that presentation? I did. Yep. Yeah. I talked to him for a bit after that. Yeah. Vance, what a cool name too. Like not <laughs> just because he had a cool name, but because of uh, they were talking about successful videos and I imagine that would have really lit you up, that stuff, where they were talking about prototyping, mm-hmm. the massive differences they got based on who they were targeting, whether it was men or everyone. And sometimes specialization doesn't pay, which is really the outcome we got from that test. And they prototype it with a laugh track and they video people and they score them points for a laugh or like a belly laugh versus a smile versus no reaction. And then they edit the video until it's all points. Mm -hmm. And it was reflected accurately across the scaled ad spend. I thought that was an absolutely fascinating presentation. And I can see Kevin uses lots of good, funny videos in his advertising and I think it's a part of my future. I'm not funny, but I can probably get help from people like you and others. And I actually had some help already from Tom Breeze, wrote a script for me for my book, which I then filmed and gave to his team and they produced. And then I gave it to Alana Wexler, who's my friend with teachtraffic.com. And she's running the ad on YouTube for me. So I'm already started in that path, but I think it's the future because one thing I've learned from Tom Breeze, because I speak to him every few weeks, is that is where the people go after they've maxed out Facebook, where they really want to get into the bigger end of town. It's the YouTube stuff. Oh, it's, the data backs it up too. I mean, I've been following Tom and I've also, you know, I followed Alana's presentations in Superfast Business. And to put praise on both of them, it's funny when you watch someone else present on content that you know, it's like you're reminded that you knew that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I knew that. I need to apply that. So again, that's another plug for super fast business, just being reminded what you already know. But the data backs up on video. And Kevin and I were talking about this in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And it's Cisco routers run all the internet across the world. So this is the computer science geek in me coming out. They do all the switching of internet where you go when you type in a web address. So they measure all the different protocols, all the traffic that are coming around the web. That's just a general statement. their last stat from them was that 83% of internet traffic by 2022, about two years from now, is going to be video content. So regardless of YouTube or whatever video delivery mechanism, that people are going to video consumption. You need to be doing video in your business. Otherwise, you're not going to be in business very long. 
because that's how people are consuming content. Full stop. End of story. It's like I'm surrounded by tripods here. I've <laughs> got, got my tripod with the light on it. I've got my Pat Flynn switch pod. <laughs> I, it's the only Kickstarter I've ever backed because I speak to Pat pretty much every week and I like what they've done with that. But Video, yeah. I say to people now when they're doing a coaching thread and they go, oh, I'm thinking of starting a podcast or whatever. I'm like, well, before you do that, mm -hmm. just pull out your iPhone and make a video every single day. Just do that. I had an endless parade of success stories from my own client base. Every single person who's making videos and putting them up on social media is getting a result within weeks, but definitely months. And over years, it snowballs. I've been doing it now for a year and a half since I redid it. I did it like six, seven years ago and like 10 years ago, and I made a training about the evolution of this. Mm -hmm. It was much harder before, and it wasn't as interesting. But most people watch, I think it's six hours of video a day. It's so powerful. And, it, and that's- Six hours. That's an insane, I mean, TikTok- We use 10 gigabytes of bandwidth at home here between three of us per day. Oh, I mean, it's, it's everything. Per day. Per day. 10 gigs a day. And that's probably on the low end. Yeah. You're probably on the low end in the States. It's probably two times that. Oh, yeah. Like, if I could get faster internet, I'd better be on. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is a never-ending battle in my life. Uh, there's good news. <laughs> I'm making changes. But how's this for a stat? You like the stats? Yeah, yeah. My internet in the Philippines is seven times faster than my internet in Sydney. Wow. That just blows my mind. So it's, That's government subsidy at its finest. We just got problems here with infrastructure. So, mm. all right. We now know what Patrick does. <laughs> and you're also delightful to speak with. You've got such a nice personality. Oh, I'm glad you came up to me and introduced yourself. Appreciate that. And of course, I mean, of the 468 members in Superfast Business, it's probably like the Zeitger effect. I don't know how to correctly pronounce that, but- when people ask me a question, I can remember everything about what's happening and their backstory because of the way the threads work. I can mm -hmm. see them. And then once I've answered the question, I'm on to the next one. So, I've got all these little micro partitions happening in my brain. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I was speaking to a Silver Circle member last night and I went through the eight things that they're working on in their life right now without any prompt or notes. I just know everything. Like when I'm speaking to them, I can access that filing cabinet. Mm -hmm. And then when I hang up, I can move on. And it's just, I've been developing that skill for a decade now, and I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> to people to start out. Don't take so many clients <laughs> if you're starting out, but over time, you can build up to it. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating thing. But when you talk about your stuff in the thread, I'm like locked in. And it's good to see you went from not knowing what you want to be when you grow up <laughs> to getting a very clear niche and then driving deeper into it and improving your profitability, your prices, the value add to clients. You've got an mm -hmm. alliance of strong people around you. You've Kevin, myself. In fact, I will state this on public record because I attended Copy Chief live, because I got to spend days with Kevin and his crowd and see what he's done with the things we talk about. I'm going to immerse myself deeper into his community. I will be involved in his upper level programs to help out. So I really support what Kevin does. That's great. I want to partner with him on taking that to the next stage because he's got such a good community. And they all praise him because he's doing good work. So, gosh, I bet I'll, he won't fit into his hat if he listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to send him a new. Well, I wondered if that was if you sent him that hat. It was the crocodile Dundee stuff. Didn't send him that hat. I always uh, joke with him about it. I only have a few jobs. Like each two weeks these days, we speak. 
I try and make him laugh. That's the first thing I try and do, uh, which is hard with the comedian to make them laugh. I usually give him a copywriting tip, which is hilarious because he's the copywriter and I'm not, which <laughs> usually makes him laugh. So, I achieve two things with one go. And then we talk about what he's going to focus on next. Like he usually presents me a challenge that we can solve together. And that format's worked really well for us. Well, to give you both praise, because I know he's a, a student of yours. I mean, they're just about any program that's out there, and, and I'm speaking anecdotally. Any, I've, I've been through several different programs, you know, marketers that you know that I won't name here that are, you know, you, you take the nuggets of wisdom that you can out of these. You know, if something doesn't go well, it's your perspective. Okay, I learned something, either what I planned to or what I did not plan to. And again, I wish I had an affiliate link because I speak about super fast business. Like anytime somebody's having issues, getting simplicity, it's immediately like, hey, you need to check this guy out. He helped me simplify my business. And now with Kevin, it's he helped me really get to sync with my copy, et cetera. So you guys have both. I mean, you were one of the founding, or I guess the foundation for Copy Chief. So you both get my praise has just been so influential in my success and my happiness being the most important thing. I enjoy what I do and I don't have to spend a hundred hours a week doing it. Well, you know, you can't go wrong just giving and giving and giving because uh, look here you are on this podcast, which gets great distribution. I'm more than certain few people are going to pop along to getyoubook.com and suss out what Patrick Kenny's up to, even if they want to see the Rick Astley privacy. I mean, that, that alone, <laughs> that's a standout. Um, so I appreciate that. <laughs> when it comes to script writing, I think it would be pertinent to ask, what are you looking at when someone comes to you that you've already described the type of scenario you're seeing? Someone has a database. They've got an offer that converts. They want to tap into video and they want to take it next level. They commission you. What are you doing from the time you start to when you have the campaign in full swing and it's kicking butt? Like, what can we learn about this process and how can we help ourselves a little bit? I am mean, put myself in that bracket. I've got a list. I've got a book. I want to be on YouTube more. I already know I need to give something away for free. And I've already had a script from Tom for my first campaign. What insights can you have for us when it comes to screenwriting for videos? Well, you know, I'm off the cuff, I think one of the first things that I do that would be pertinent to your audience, especially since you've been so key in simplifying so many complexities, you know, we naturally make things overly complex. So a lot of times now I'll get client, you know, we have the studio in our pocket. So the first question I get is like, what camera do I need to get? And it's just pull your iPhone out. Let's just see how you are on camera. Let's just test it and, and see what see what we come up with. Once I get them using, oh, yeah, the studio in my pocket, we'll do bullet points rather than a full script. Because I, <laughs> one of my first clients, I wrote this is a fantastic script. It's, you know, long form sales letter. I've got this great hook and he's reading it on camera and he's a robot. And it's like, OK, well, <laughs> we need to fix that. So I went with a bullet point strategy where we put a really good hook and then we take the bullet point of the script. Like they can read it and they can memorize it if they want to. But we do this thing in copy called dual readership path. And that's just a fancy way of saying you have an opening headline and then you have subheads every few paragraphs. So if you take a, a long form sales letter that's printed up and you look at it from a distance and you just read the subheadlines, you get the gist of what's being sold or what they want you to do. And that works perfectly in video. So simplifying the process, we say focus on the subheads and see if you can naturally hit those. Because most people, when they're speaking intelligently about their product or service, they are you know you know it inside and out. So you give them some markers to hit, they're naturally going to fill that in because they know the topic. 
And I found that to be the best way to start was do about a two minute or less video and get a really good hook in there and get comfortable looking at the camera. And then we refine from bullet points. And what you end up with is a really, really good, what we'd call a short form sales video that you can use YouTube, you can use it on Instagram, Facebook. It just ends up being a really great asset. And that is the starting point for most people. Nice. We can get complex from there, but that's the starting point. Well, why not get a little complex? You know, we have an above average audience for this show borne out by any kind of research or survey I do. We have quite a lot of heavy hitters and intermediate to advanced in here. might be interesting to cover some of the difference between offers versus products or desire-based offers versus interest-based offers, etc. Yeah, so interesting, you know, the videos on YouTube, if you want a high click-through rate, so the gauge that I have is when a campaign starts is my view rate in like the mid 20s. If it's in the mid to high 20s, and that is just the number of people who've watched it beyond the skip, and it's divided by the impressions. So a number of people that could have watched it versus the number of people that actually watched it beyond the ability to skip past it. So the gauge, the lead indicator is around the mid 20s. And then I know that the audience and the message are synced up. So with interest versus desire, desire-based videos always get the intrigue because you hook them with the thing that they want. I've tested interesting versus desired. And this a difference would be right now I'm consulting with some franchise gems. I won't give the franchise away, but corporately they have a free workout. And OK, well, that's interesting, kind of. But I had this conversation over and over again that no one wakes up at three o'clock in the morning going, wow, if only this gym would give away a free workout, I would be able to have more energy or, or look better, right? <laughs> it's I want to look better naked. I want to have more energy. I want to be able to move when I'm 80. So what we'll do on a gym, we'll say the opening hook that works really, really well is straight out of the book exactly what to say. It's, you know, if you haven't bought that book or, or read it or downloaded it, it's on Kindle. It's exactly what to say. And it's just openers for conversations. And the one that works really, really well across any industry, product or service is would you be open minded about? Everyone wants to consider themselves open minded. So would you be open minded about learning three ways to boost your energy in 14 days or less without having to go on crazy fast or, you know, powders or whatever? I found when I was doing the uh, Cialdini change campaign for my feedback uh, and pivot strategy, I opened up with, uh, you know, do you consider yourself a helpful person? <laughs> and then I asked them for advice. And that got a great response. Well, because people, that's the similar open-minded bit. So like everyone goes, well, I'm- That's labeling, isn't it? Well, it's I'm open-minded. Are you a positive person? (laughs) I'm I'm a positive person, you know? It's like the open-minded one I found to be the best one. Yeah, I tested with some other ones which, you know, are in the book, but it's like, do you have this problem, you know, or do you have this desire? It's just a simple opening or, you know, I'm going to show you three ways to boost your energy and whatever. The open-minded one, hands down one across the board. So anyone that's just starting out for the first time, that's your opener. I wouldn't say anything else. Like, would you be open-minded about trying a whole grain bagel that's, you know, made with sourdough imported from San Francisco that's been a hundred years in lineage, right? It works with anything. Now, as far as getting deeper into the actual building of of the YouTube video, so you want to go from simple to complex, I've got this thing called the 5.3 method, and I can make it available to your list if you want. It's a PDF download, but it's just taking the mechanics of different nuances of where someone is in their journey. So the way I break this out is I say, okay, when somebody's coming into this video that's your ideal customer, where are they now? And at the end of using your product or service, where will they be? Is that something that they desire, number one? 
and then we draw the line between where they are now and where they want to be. And what are those three main milestones that they need to hit? And those become your main checkpoints for that video. And I notice you have um, segmented out the introductions as well, depending on what channel they're on, what topic, keyword, situation specific, very uh, nuanced. Oh, on the PDF? I must have the old one. I've only got the 5.1 version. (laughs) So the 5.3 is actually, we do different hooks. So the 5.3 one is just the latest permutation of this. And... Actually, you do have the other one. I'll update the other one. So what that is basically is we take three different ad groups inside of YouTube. So getting a little tactical on this. So when you have the script, whether you're simple or you have a complex script, whatever your whatever your message is going to be, we need to make sure that that message resonates with your target audience. And so what I'm doing now with great success and my first client that I did this with did not get great results because not everything can be great, but we had good data to validate that the system works. So in YouTube and in Google ads, you can do affinity and market and keywords, also known as topics. And I break that down into three ad groups. So we know who our target customer is. That's affinity. So, you know, 35 year old male lives in Kentucky, whatever. That's affinity. In market would be the events in their lives. Are they moving soon? Did they just get married? Did they get engaged? And then the keywords, which would be topically relevant. So in the example of this client, we used, so the 5.3 is just five segments of how to create the video. And the point three is now the actual audience segments. So we take that one video and we split test it across three ad groups. That video goes to the affinity group. So it's just who they are. It goes to the events going on in their lives and then the topic. Now with this client, we got a great view rate and click through on the affinity and in market. So we knew we had the right person. We knew we had the right events going on in their lives, but nothing on the keywords. So they would click and no conversions on the landing page, no clicks on the topic. So out of that, we found out that they didn't really know about webinars in this case. They didn't know like that they could work from home and create a webinar and actually stay home with their kid. So we had to change the offer, change the wording to or change the vehicle so that they understood that this actually is going to help them get to their end result that they want. It does make sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. I like those little tie downs. It always makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> I have the tendency to, to go into technical stuff because that's my background and I've gotten glazed eyes before. So I want to make sure I'm not going off. Oh, no. no, that's good. I go into sales observation mode. And that's a nice little testing understanding technique, right? Oh, absolutely. I just did it then, see? Oops, <laughs> I did it again. What's going on? Would you be prepared to talk about the simple script formulas you offer up? Because I think that's super valuable because we sit there, we, okay, yes, I've got a phone. Yes, I've got an offer. Yes, I've got an idea on the lead in. But what framework can we use to make it easy? I talk about one called T when I was doing the social media videos. Mm -hmm. It's different to a video ad, right? T is topic, introduce the topic. E is explain what you're talking about. And then A is answer it. So it's just a simple way that I could help people get things out of their head and into the camera. Those little videos work really, really well. They're not super pushy and they're not massively salesy. It's just very helpful. You've got a couple of simple script Mm -hmm. formulas. It'd be great to share. And just by the way, if you listen to this and you want to access or review what we're talking about, we do fully transcribe these episodes. It's episode 706 on superfastbusiness.com. And whatever we're talking about here, we'll also transcribe that into a PDF document. So most of us know AIDA. Anyone in direct response has that attention, interest, (laughs) desire, action. But maybe not everyone knows Mm -hmm. Poser. So Poser and 3H are my favorites. 
So you can actually make a poser video that's simple and you can make one that's complex. And for most people starting out, just going back, you asked about the more complex videos. Maybe we can save that for another podcast and I can actually, I can put some examples and we can break those down and kind of do a review of those. But look at you stacking on, hey? Hey. <laughs> you join the ranks of the repeat guests on Superfast Business. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. And I'd have to do my homework and bring some really good examples, but there are some really good ones. Well, I hope we get lots of comments on this episode and that'll be a good indicator for me. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Well, I know there will be. I'm confident. It's a good topic. Ah, see what I did there? So anyway, joking aside, so Poser, this is something, and I give full credit to Kevin on this one, and such a brilliant strategy. And I actually did a Poser video before this. You know, you could just be in the gym. You know, it's, it's a talking head video. It's just where you're talking into your camera. And like so far, it sounds terrible, right? It sounds like we're a showboat. Right. <laughs> like just, you know, look at me, look at me. Yeah, this is for the posers out there. But that's, it actually is an acronym, right? So just yeah. settle down there. <laughs> it is. So it's promise, obstacle, solution, example, and reach or reaction, which is, that's just what you want them to do. So an example would be, you know, hey, this is Patrick Kenny, and I'm going to show you how you can use a simple script to get in front of your market and present your offer without, you know, being scammy or salesy. And then you go into obstacle. So the problem is a lot of people say you need to do this perfect webinar script or you need $3,000 worth of equipment. When the reality is you don't, you have a studio in your pocket. So that's the O. So P and the O. So the S would be the solution where you would just do a transition saying the solution is take out your iPhone, follow a simple bullet strategy. You can use 3H or Poser. These are acronyms where you just kind of hit on different topics that you can naturally talk about and you'll get great results with that. And then from there, you transition to example. In a lot of cases, I'll talk about a client result. To give you an example of how this works, I had a client who's a bagel shop in Utica, New York, and she used this and we put out a Black Friday offer, which was just a talking head. And she had thousands of views in the first hour, was getting phone calls and orders, and she was really happy about the results. And then you go into reach a result. So if you'd like to learn how to do this in a very simple way, you can download my cheat sheet, visit my site. You can give the URL, the call to action. And that's the poser framework. Nice. Very natural. I should have a crack at that. So promise would be if you are a service professional selling contracts to individuals or small businesses, then I'm going to help you make a lot more profit and work way less hours. You see, when you're a service professional, one of the challenges you continually have is that you're pretty much often selling your time for money and all your available hours in your calendar blocked up with clients. A great solution to that is to actually score your clients and eliminate the ones who are taking up way too much bandwidth, far more than they deserve, and find the very best clients and then optimize your client profile for only the good clients. And an example of that is with my own client base, I actually reduced the number of clients that I had from 35 down to 27. And because they were now only really good clients and I didn't have all the bad ones, I was able to work half the hours that I worked before. So if you want to learn about that and several of the other techniques, then grab a copy of Work Less, Make More on Amazon or Audible. You can find out how to do that and so many other things. Something like that. So Poser. There you go. Well done. And Poser. You like 3H, you said. Yeah, 3H is great. So there's this little used 
process in YouTube ads are a little used feature called bumper ads. And these are just little, you know, seven second ads that are not skippable. And without getting too tactical, we'll put these in between cold, warm and hot videos to push people along to fully engage. And there's a lot of data on recall and it, it, they just work, right? It's one of those things that's hard to do a direct correlation to the clicks and things like that. But you can see a bump, hence the name, in video engagement for the next level down the funnel. But 3H is great for a, a bumper video when you have something that's e-com based. If you have a physical product, say you're selling a, a Yeti cooler or an iPhone, it's like, here's what I've got, here's what it does, and here's how to get it. So here's what I've got. It's really cool. It's a little Yeti cooler thing. You can put water in it. Stays cool for 27 hours. It's great for camping trips. Great for taking out to the ball field and soccer games. If you want to grab it now, we've got a coupon for first time people when they opt in. Grab it now. Nice. Now that's not seven seconds, but it's very clear. It's really cool. This is the thing I'm showing you in video. This is how you would use it. This is how it would benefit you. Go grab it here. That works wonders for e-com. Yeah, so that's a three-part formula. The other one's a five-part formula. Mm -hmm. Gosh, one of my favorite ever is spin selling. I've used it for decades, and it's just so simple. It's similar to these. That situation, problem, implication, needs, solution. It really should be spiss, but that's not very catchy, right? <laughs> doesn't make for great. I can use it to teach. I can use it to sell. You can use it with your kids. Uh, it's just a, such a, a great formula, but it works especially well with high ticket items. That's probably worth saying. So some of these formulas you're talking about here will work really well for small ticket items, low ticket items, which is good. Well, it'll work great for the introduction to getting somebody into the conversation, which is, you know, again, you have the Johnny Vances of the world where you have these big brands, these huge budgets that'll come in. You know, when I did a lot of research on why people would not come in and do video or they just weren't, you know, the excuses, oh, I don't have time or whatever, which I'm hearing is I don't know how to do it in an easy way that I can afford. So the majority of the market that needs to be using YouTube needs to be using video marketing. This just lowers the barrier to entry for them to where they whip out the iPhone, you know, get some great results, and then they start the conversation. And then they can justify going into longer tail strategies, better selling, longer, hour long. You know, there's a whole strategy on doing webinars directly to YouTube ads without even registering. There's a whole strategy on that that's doing really well right now. But this is the entry point for people just to get that conversation started, in my experience. What is the best thing to offer on YouTube in an ad? Value. Right. So it's like just enriching the experience of the person watching. Well, you're hitting the audio, visual, and kinesthetic absorber. So you have the people that like to hear things, podcasts being a perfect example, the people that will read this transcript. And then when you do your video segment, you know, you've got the, I love what you do on Instagram with this, where you've got like the little audio file, oh, your yeah. team puts it out, that gets the visual. But, you know, just a few episodes back, Charlie was saying that those things don't work very well. But, <laughs> I mean, fascinating. But I get people actually saying, oh, thanks. That was an awesome episode on uh, Facebook. Because like, I don't do the video for my podcast. I can tell you one thing for sure. Sure, I wouldn't be up to episode 706 if I had to do video because the <laughs> production requirements and the tech and my lack of internet would all restrict that possibility. <laughs> Audio has worked well for me, but those little daily videos mm -hmm. smash it out of the park for my audience. It's small bite-sized chunks. And I think taking a little snippet of audio and putting it with a visual gives people a teaser to know if they want to go and listen to the podcast and I'm finding them in different places than iTunes. Well, I mean, you're repurposing your content all over the place oh. and you know, your, your internet may evolve to where you can actually do that and maybe I'll be able to nudge you in that way because that's where everything's going. Yeah. Everything's going video. 
And, you know, back to your question about what should people have in their YouTube ad? Again, it goes down to, I think, the poser. So I've been doing poser myself because I have to get better at practicing what I preach. You know, you've nudged me on that several times. And I'm like, you know, you've said you hate the way that you sound when you hear yourself on a recording. I'm the same way. I hate hearing myself talk on a podcast. I hate seeing video. You've got a great voice. And also you're handsome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so... You've got no valid reason why you couldn't be making lots of videos. Well, I appreciate that. And you say the face-to-camera videos do perform quite well because people can see you. Yes. And that's going to help people who want to trust. I've noticed just with my own student base, especially in Silver Circle, there's a few people who just really want to be on video. And then there's some other people who are just happy to do audio. But I would tell you, I always default to audio unless they need to do video. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on that, my friend. Do video first. You can't disagree with me on my own opinion about what I prefer <laughs> on, on a coaching call. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're right. I can't disagree with your opinion, but I, I, I think... <laughs> my, my opinion reserves the right to be mine. Oh, I think I misheard you then. I thought you were saying that. Yes, I think so. I think you did. Okay, sorry. Apologies. Sorry, but it was fun to argue about it. <laughs> I love a good argument, don't you? You know what? I do love a good discussion, especially when it, it has opposing views, but some people can't handle that. I'm, I'm one that can. So if you have a certain viewpoint and you disagree with me, we can still be friends at the end of the day. But that's because you're open-minded. You said that before. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, that's how I open everything. Are you open-minded? Nope. Then you can click my ad and go away because I don't need to talk to you. That's <laughs> that's how you need to, to do every ad, basically, is, is be – it's kind of like nice polarizing. You know, it's like telling people that, that they can skip the video is something that some people do and you can experiment with it. I haven't really seen that be any, you know, plus or minus for me to go one way or the other. But, you know, are you open minded and they close the video? Well, nobody's going to get mad at you because you asked a question. They said no. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But being on video is key. Like, I have to do it. People need to do it. Anyone that's going like, I hate being on video, just do it. You're not as bad as you think you're. I do it. I mean, I publish a video every single day. I'm on video every day. Trump, my content, big time. Hmm. Like I said, I've got to have somebody to chase, and you're one of them. It's not that hard to do. It only takes about 10 to 15 minutes a week. I'm writing that down. Yeah. That'd be a good outcome for anyone watching. <laughs> good goal to have. If you're listening to this and you're not making a video every day, give it a shot. No matter how hard it seems... Pick the simplest framework you possibly can. Do it on single topic. Share one tip and just put it up there. Over time, people just see so much of you and they, you're just delivering value on a constant basis. I can generate notes from even a podcast like this. We've already got a number of things we could make single topic videos about. In fact, Patrick, if you listen back to this podcast, because it's primarily your content, there would be around about 20 to 30 videos there. Mm -hmm. And if they took one to two minutes each, let's call it an hour. 20 videos will last you a month. Fine. That's four weeks of five videos a week, weekdays, 20 videos. So one month's content in 30 to 60 minutes. You can't beat it. Mm. So when are we going to do this again? <laughs> <laughs> Audience, if you enjoyed this episode 706, let us know. Put a comment. Please do. Uh, the episode, it's uh, wonderful. Thank you for giving some tips for members of Superfast Business how to- My pleasure. Use, if you've got the private coaching feature, use it. Use it. Yeah. Still don't understand why not everyone uses it, but the people who do use it get results. I'm here to help. Patrick, thank you for sharing Thanks, man. your copywriting and technology expertise. It's a really interesting combo, but I can see how combining copy with a platform that is technical is getting you results. So what are you most excited about? Let's wrap up with that. What's the future hold for you? Uh, what am I most excited about? It, people are waking up 
to just the possibilities of other platforms and video. They're kind of, I see this turn away from just people are kind of drunk on social media ads. Not that there's anything bad about it, but people that have been single source dependent on that are waking up to, I need to diversify. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm having a lot of conversations where people are saying I'm on this, but I know I need to be diversifying. So that's pretty cool to see. And then the other interesting thing is kind of this rebellion against the hard pressure selling that you see with the, you know, the window's closing in 60 minutes and then it's not really closing to where people are saying, oh, you can have a conversation and just let people take you up on that offer. Not that there's not any sense of urgency, but just being really authentic. This is what I do. This is how I can help. And you actually grow your business to where you want it. That's pretty exciting to me to actually have those conversations and see people waking up to that. You're a nice person. I like that. You know, I was the most happy when I turned my membership to always open. There's no screaming deadline. It's like, I can help you now or later. It's really up to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably make a few less sales using less pressure, but I don't want a pressured customer. I want someone who wants to be there. I want someone who's ready, ready for it. What you were, you know, the, or so the teacher shows up when the student is ready and mm. that's how you have, that's how I see super fast business has been for me. Cause two years ago, I would not have come up to a conference and said, Hey, thanks. So much. You know, like I would express gratitude, but it would probably just been an email rather than going like, Hey, I need to go up and, and talk to him. And that's from some of the stuff that you teach. So again, you don't have, there's no bad reputation out there for you and for, you know, people who learn from you like Kevin, because of the way that you approach that is not high pressure. And I know being a member, I appreciate that. And if I appreciate it, I know others do as well. So thank you for that. Well, I think the main, the main thing to know is it's a long, long game and another good reason to do those little videos because yeah, you know, it might be after a year or two of videos, someone might think, well, this is the right person to help me. They're ready. So thanks so much, Patrick. Thank you. There we go. Patrick Kenny, getyoubooked.com. Really excited to see what happens in the next chapter. And of course, I'll be behind the scenes there to help you every step of the way. I appreciate it, James. Thanks so much. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com. Thank you.